0: This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast and find out about events and training in your area. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name is Anna Hawkin. I'm your host and the ministry lead here at Parenting for Faith. This is episode 11 of season five, where we have been asking, what if? We all want to help our kids and teenagers to meet and know God. But what if, today we're going to be asking, what if my child hates church? Well, maybe that feels a bit strong. What if my child doesn't want to come to church? They don't like it. This is a great conversation. Uh, We're going to be hearing from Rachel Turner, who has spoken to a lot of children and young people who don't like church, um, and has some really interesting advice on that. But I also just wanted to flag, if you are a church leader or you know a church leader, uh, and very often this is an issue which comes up in ministry families because those kids get a lot of church, um, we have recently released our entire Parenting as a Church Leader course for free online we had a lot of discussion and decision making about this and we just felt like it was too important uh, for ministry families to access this not to make it available totally free at the point of access if it has blessed you and helped you we would absolutely love you to contribute to our costs going forward and that goes for all of parenting for faith resources we can only give away all these things free because people before you have um, contributed and paid it forward and so If you can become a friend of Parenting for Faith for £2 a month or make a one-off donation or your church can—that that is amazing. But it is totally, totally free to access, like our other courses. And this really looks at, if you're in a ministry family, so if you're a leader, leader in training, a leader spouse, so your kids are in that goldfish bowl of being a little bit on show in in the ministry world, and some of the different issues there. So we'll pop a link to that in the show notes. Please do watch it yourself or share with any leaders that you know. That would be great. Um... Yeah. So let's go over to our conversation with Rachel. So one of the questions, as you know, Rachel, that we get asked a lot is about what to do if your child or your teenager doesn't want to come to church.
1: Yes, it is a question that gets asked a lot. Um, And to me, it is only the first question in the exploration of that topic, because, because that is the behavior that we get faced with, which is, I don't want to go to church. And so the question that goes in our heads as parents is, do I make my kid go to church or not? That feels like the choice in front of us. And I go, oh no, there's a thousand more questions, um, options in front of you. Um, and I just, I guess there's, there's lots of different ways we can go forward from that. Because for me, the behavior of not wanting to go to church is the big flag that they're waving to other stuff that's going on underneath. And that's the first step when your kid is saying, I don't want to go to church. I hate church. I dislike it. It's boring. Those things that they're presenting is an invitation into deeper conversations of what's actually going on. Are they not liking church because they're disengaged? They feel like it's not for them. Uh, and they feel disenfranchised? Uh, Are they not liking church because they're actually struggling with God and they're finding it exposing to them? Are they not liking church because uh, they feel useless? Are they not liking church because uh, they're struggling with friendships and feeling like there are four kids there who hate them? Uh, There's loads of things that go on underneath this question. And if we skip to whether or not we make them go, then we actually don't have the information that's important for us to make that decision. So for me, that behavior is an invitation to sit down with your kid and say, Hey, every Sunday, it feels like I'm dragging you outside to get you there. What's going on with that? What are you feeling about that um, what don't you like about it? Why don't you like that and and to have those conversations when you're not in the heat of the moment to explore it and so say I just want to understand I, I want to I want to get a little picture of what it's like for you and uh, and begin to understand because then you have a basis for making decisions of what's next. but if we can't fully understand what's going on underneath uh, then it's hard to make parenting decisions on the back of that. And
0: there's a few variations on this question. So you've obviously said there's a few scenarios there. Another kind of thing that comes up quite a lot is not necessarily that the child or teenager is struggling with church, like maybe they really like it, but it clashes with other sports or activities or other things that they want to do more. What are some of the creative ways that you've seen that problem solved?
1: Um. Well, uh, sport on Sunday or in my case theater on Sunday uh was uh is a big topic because you have all these different values for your kids you want to see them flourish in things they love you want to see them flourish in their faith you want them part of a faith community where you also want them to have the place where they have friends I I understand the competing values that that can have uh, and so one of the things that can be really helpful is if you view this as a, a value-based discussion, um, and a value-based decision rather than a uh, scheduling decision. Uh, yeah. because my question is what is most important about church? Why is church important to you as a family and why is church important to your kid as an individual? For me, almost everything you do with kids is not just for now, but it's also what am I putting in their heads about the future when they're in uni or you know when they're a parent. And so uh, I want to give my kid a framework to make those decisions for themselves at some point too. And so for me, I had to go on a question of articulation. Well, my parents actually did this for me first was what's important about church. And, and so for many people, they can decide what's important to me about why you're a part of a church is because it's important that you love others and you are being loved by people who love Jesus too. And so I want you to, always be tied into a a close-knit community that you are vulnerable with, that you know, that you engage with, that you take care of. And uh, I want a place where you can be um, challenged about God. And I want a place where you can serve, where you are a part of the body, where you are needed and valued as part of this thing. Now, that are the values of what church is about. But there are lots of different opportunities in church to engage with that. It doesn't all happen in a service. So, I know some families can sit down and say, okay, these are the things that we feel is important about being belonging to a church community. Uh, And so how are you going to access the bits of church that help you do that? Where are you going to find if this is what your three are, you may have different ones, but you know, where are you going to commit to a community that you love and loves you who all love Jesus? Where are you going to be challenged and where are you going to serve? And so I know people who are like, I'm going to commit to an, uh, some teenagers have been like, I'm committing to an adult home group that meets on a Tuesday night. Uh, I'm going to uh, listen to a podcast that is going to challenge me once a week. And I'm going to serve in the Saturday morning, old people's, you know, breakfast. Fine. Great. Fantastic. You were accessing church. And so you were then on the same team together figuring out how to connect with church and be placed of a Christian community who will encourage you, support you and equip you to continue life. But it doesn't have to look like a service. It may be a service. You may want to go to a different service. It's up to you. But um, church is important and this is why. And so you begin to disciple that in them.
0: Mm. And I think a related question we sometimes get is whether if your child isn't or teenager isn't engaging with your particular church like maybe because there aren't other children and young people or they struggle with the style or the community whatever it is And um, we sometimes get parents saying okay does that mean we should move churches um but then we would be going to somewhere that's not my preference how do you start figuring out a question like that
1: um I think if you're in that scenario, I think it creates some great opportunities for conversations. So good. Because then as a family, you end up assessing why are we here? And so you begin to look at it and and for them to go, I really like there's nothing about I don't connect with God. Um in in some of the Parenting for Faith stuff, we talk about different values of church. Um, And so we talk about a church as a place where you're encouraged and encourage others, where you love and are are loved, where you connect with God, where you are part of the body of Christ, where you are um, feeling transformed and participating in your transformation. And you can sit down and say, you know, this is what church is for us and this is how we're engaging with this. And if you sit down as a family and your kid's like, none of those values of church are happening for me at this place and you realistically sit down and go, none of these things are (laughs) happening for me in this place, or two of these things are happening for me in that place. Then you have an interesting conversation because you can say, yeah, I don't feel like we have great community here. And I think that's my fault because I don't think I'm putting enough time and investing in those relationships. And that's a really good challenge that you reminded me of that if church is for something, then we've got to invest in it. So I'm going to reinvest in this. Can you invest in those here? or where are you gonna find that? And so I th- I think having that conversation is really interesting um, to say, why are we at this church? And, um, and to, to discuss as a family, whether you value going to the same church or whether it's about everybody finding their place. I know families land in different places on this. For some families, it's really important they all go to the same church because of their values. And so then it becomes a discussion If we're all going to the same church, are we all participating and committed to being part of those five things where other families are like, I just want you to find a church that you are experiencing this in and invested in this in, and wherever that is, is up to you and I'll facilitate that happening. And so I know some teenagers that go to different churches than their parents. And I know some parents who have moved churches because they go, we have a value of doing it as a family. And none of that is happening for you here or some of it's happening for me here, but all of us can get more at a different church. So let's go. Uh, And so it's, it's teaching them how to think about church and how to make decisions about church that becomes very important. And if you guys want to stick at a church that isn't ticking your values boxes, um, then that's an important discussion too. But it's about values and not about style. And that's a really important co- difference of conversation to have. Um, because mm. I think you can connect with God anywhere. Um, and I think it's not about the style of music. It's about your approach to worship. And so there's all of that conversation to have and uh, honesty to be a part of.
0: Mm. And where that's taking my brain is, prepping them for the point where they will make a decision for themselves about whether to go to church and what to go to church, what to go to church, (laughs) whether to go to church and, uh, you know, which one that they go to. So thinking about leaving home or going off to uni or apprenticeships or, you know, whatever's next for them. Um, Do you have things that would be helpful
1: in that context of
0: helping them to frame and figure out what they're looking for?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I I think imbibing those values in them and having conversations about this is what church is for. And no church is going to be perfect. There is no church that is going to just make you happy all the time uh, because it requires of you. A good church requires of you. And so uh, sometimes I, I know some families are really good at saying, let's look at different churches in our context, uh, just to see what they're like and what they're different and have those conversations of saying, this is different, totally different worship. How did you feel about this? What would you like? what, if you were looking for churches, what opportunities would you see to connect? And so you can almost look at the website and mess around and be like, well, at this church, I don't think I'd like the worship, but I would really like volunteering for that prison ministry. That'd be really interesting. And, uh, Oh, I like that small group. And then look at a different church and be like, Oh gosh, I would want to start something there because there's nothing that I would really want to participate in, but it really looks like they love each other and beginning to just teach them how to assess and view churches. um, I would also really encourage you to to when you go for open days for universities to also look at churches Mm. as part of the consideration, because sometimes. Uh, they don't know. And so it's the add on after you pick the uni, the uni is the most important thing where if you go, what's the uni and what's the church accessibility and the places and the excitement there, then that becomes part of the package of whether it's uni, whether it's vocational school, whether they're moving to be with their friend, that's part of, is it a good location? How would you get to a place that we would like? And it becomes part of the whole Um, so that whether or not they access it, they know where it is, they know they've already had introductions, they've already been to a service. Those things can all be really um, interesting parts of of trips to areas.
0: Mm. And it can be an interesting discussion all the way through whatever age your children are as well. I've been very struck by, I've been to all, you know, part of all sorts of different churches, different denominations and different sizes. And, but for my children in their memory, church has mostly looked a certain way. And so Mm. when we're on holiday or visiting friends and family or you know what it's like you think yeah I don't really want to go to church or especially now there's the option to watch online the church that you're used to and you're comfortable with often um but I've really been struck by the value of taking them to a different church context and a little bit of framing beforehand of okay you're gonna see some things some will be familiar and things that you recognize and and some won't be and we can have more of a conversation about that but just trying to make them feel safe of here are some things that are okay to do in this context, I think, and this I'm not sure about. So I'll tell you as we go along. Um, but just helping them to know how to be in that context and see church in, you know, it's it's got so many different forms. I think it's really interesting yes. for them to see that it looks different to the community that they're used to and that they know as well.
1: Yeah, that, that was something that I've been really aware of with my kid with with, you know, I go speak in different places. And I, I love, I love the beauty of the church. And and if they're only ever used to one church, then everything else becomes feels so foreign and unfamiliar that it's it's a big leap for them to to pick a new church. If they've never picked a new church before or had to cross the threshold for the first time and decide how you do things. And so giving them that experience of walking into a different worshiping space with a different community and spotting the same you know, older people who seem to be talking to everybody after church, and th- those are always your first stops, or, you know, and beginning to notice this, the similarities of communities, there's always a place to serve, there's almost always a welcome, but going on holiday, I remember as a kid, my parents would take us wherever we would go on, hol- on holiday, we would go to church there, which was fascinating to go to little tiny churches in a different country, and think, gosh, the church really is the same everywhere and I can be comfortable in all of those places. is a really great skill to give kids.
0: And I've got one last question on this topic, which is mm-hmm. not something we get asked a lot, but I bet it's a thing. So mm-hmm. we've talked about if your child doesn't like church or doesn't want to come to yeah. church. What about when you don't like church and you don't ah! want to go to church?
1: <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I I guess, I guess for me, it depends on if it's a temporary situation or a long-term situation, because mm-hmm. there are times where you are just really struggling in church, whether it's a political situation, whether it's a new church leader that's moving in a different direction. Uh, I think there's a couple of things to keep in mind when you're really struggling with church, and that is how you speak about church and the people in church are informing your child's view, not only of that church, but of all churches. And we as adults can sometimes hold nuances that children can't. And so how you debrief church becomes quite important. That doesn't mean you have to be like, church is smelling of roses all the time. But to be aware that anytime they hear you talk about things you don't like about church, they are they are listing a catalog of, of why this place is unsafe or why this place is stressful or why this place is a place to not be trusted. And, um, and so how you talk about it can, can do with some framing either don't debrief in front of them. If you're really struggling with something uh, in terms of the church or the politics or the worship or, or something, or to frame it really well and say, you know, there are some changes happening and I'm not great with change. Cause I'm not sure that this is how I enjoy worshiping God. And I need to, to either decide, do we need, do I need to to change my heart, or do I need to learn new things, or um, or am I actually thinking it's wrong? I'm still thinking about that. What do you think? And, and drawing them into, it's okay to be critical, and it's okay to have robust conversations, um, but knowing that all of those robust conversations are are shaping. Uh, a way of how they experience church. And for me, I keep going back to that. At some point, they may be stressed with church and they may dislike things in church. And so you are framing for them what a healthy way of is engaging with that. Um, And sometimes we're not so healthy when we come home from church. We are frustrated or we had a bad conversation and we explode. And that's okay to say, right, I don't think I handled that great (laughs) because... I don't think that was a healthy way of processing my frustration. And to say that out loud and say church is a place of broken people who are still figuring it out. And uh, that's part of the prettiness of it is that we can all worship alongside each other while still being stressed. And uh, I'm learning how to cope with that. I'm sorry if I bled all over you uh, because it it normalizes that feeling about church too. So we're, we're trying to disciple them through all the stages of encountering church. And if you're struggling with church right now, that's okay too. It's just what do you want? What healthy way do you want them to have in their head of how to process it? So that if and when they hit that bump in the future, they don't go, well, it, evidently I hate church. I have to leave. Uh, that's not the conclusion. The conclusion is now I've got to figure feel about how I feel about it. How do I deal with God in it? Do I keep going? Do I not? How do I have healthy conversations? All of that is really important.
0: So helpful. Thank you. I feel like... Uh... We all will need to hear that at some point,
1: so I'm, personally, I'm going to bookmark that. Thank you. <laughs> can I say? Can I say one story? There, I was. Yeah, Denmark. of course. I was in Dar- Denmark, and I was speaking, and this one guy raised his hand, and he's like, "I just want to say, I find church so boring, and I really dislike it." And his kids were sitting next to him, and he goes, <laughs> and I'm like, "Okay, where's this going?" And he goes, "But I keep showing up because church is more important than." the boringness. I'm not here for what's coming from the front. I could definitely live without that. But I'm here because I'm needed by other people. And because God wants me to be here, because when I'm here, I actually do get challenged by him. And I am loved by people and people need me. And it's, it's good for me to be here, whether or not I enjoy it. And I thought that was excellent, sir. Uh, and he's like, I don't know if that makes me a bad parent. I'm like, I think that- makes you a great parent because it it was honest, but it was, it was explaining why he shows up and the benefit of it. And I thought those kids are never going to think I'm bored. I should stop coming. And I thought his, what he felt was a shameful way of feeling about church was actually a really great value statement of, of why, why you persevere. And I thought it was great.
0: I agree. I mean, I wonder if his church leaders were there and whether they thought
1: that they too. But... <laughs> 100% were, and it was hilarious to watch. <laughs> Amazing. I don't think we can beat that, so we're going to end there.
0: <laughs> and we like to end our podcast with a question to ask your kid to spark an interesting conversation. This week's question is do you think Jesus ever got bored going to the synagogue? So ask your kid, do you think Jesus ever got bored going to the synagogue? Have a great conversation. We're going to be back next week with two other members of the Parenting for Faith team talking about what if my children are teenagers or adults? Is it too late? Have we missed the boat? It's going to be a great conversation. Don't miss it. See you next week.